0: Okay, now we're on. Uh, it's my great pleasure to be here, and it's actually a thrill for me because I've come to Korea and spoken many, many times in the last 11 or 12 years, and it's always translated. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, you know, when I want to know something, I just turn to the translator and I ask her or, or him, and um, nobody understands me but the translator. So now I, I have to watch what I say because y'all can understand my English. <laughs> I've kind of wrestled with what to share tonight. Um, Part of me wants to just say, let me tell you what's been happening in the world. Because I've just had some amazing meetings uh, and wanted to share with you what God's doing. Um, I live, I am a Texan. I'm from Austin, Texas. I convinced Chris Tomlin to come to Austin. I've I known Chris, I guess, for 12 years since he started with passion, to come to Texas and be the worship leader at a church. Uh, so I go to a wonderful church called the Austin Stone, um, where we started with about 50 people, and now running 7,000, which is a big church in America. Uh, but I told my, I, it, they only have church on Sunday nights because young people don't like to get up in the morning. Uh, so we meet on Sunday nights, and we started. At, we had one service at six, and then we had a, church, a service at five, and at seven, and then they started two morning services. And now they're having to have extra services and extra rooms, and you know how that happens when churches grow. Uh, Chris moved on to move uh, to Atlanta with uh, Louis, um, who lives in Atlanta. Uh, Matt Redmond from England has also moved to Atlanta. Uh, Christine Knuckles, uh, who made famous um, Breathe, this is the air I breathe, okay? She she made that very popular. Anyway, she's on in Atlanta. They're starting Passion City Church, Uh, but I lead the intercession teams for their large events, and it's been quite an honor, and so I'm somewhere between my age and about 30 years old. Uh, Actually, I feel like I'm not between there i 'm both of those you see, so it just depends on which group i 'm with, so I feel quite at home with you uh, it 's fun to be with young people. I still belong to my church in Austin in my my Sunday morning church it was a charismatic church. My husband and I helped my pastor start, and um, twenty seven years ago, and they 're all people my age, and well, we got all kinds you know very very wonderful charismatic church that's being, our pastor's being mentored now personally by Bill Johnson so this church is in major revival and um, my Sunday night church is in major revival because that's the young people's church and God's doing my southern baptist church just an amazing work Um, but I don't live there anymore because three and a half years ago my husband who always had a desire to go into missions said I can't do mission work because I'm not in ministry I'm really an accountant, (laughs) and I'm really good with finance, and I can't do do this preaching and teaching stuff, Vicki. It's just not going to work. And so we went to, uh, he was on the board of a group that makes audio Bibles, Uh, audio scriptures, which are little little boxes that we use uh, in the orality movement to reach those in... (laughs) The almost 3 billion get this people on the earth who cannot read and most are unsaved the, the people who don't know how to read are usually not saved and um, so we are n- now understanding that in order to fulfill the great commission we've got to get the word of God to people who cannot read so he went to a board meeting and at the end of the board meeting one of the guys said you know our sister company is a high tech company that specializes in making antennas Our number one client is Samsung, Nokia, LG. Those of you from Korea would know all these cell phone company names. And um, we have an office here in Seoul. And and so they asked John to go and talk to them about their finances, do some consulting. And at the end of a week, they said, would you move to Tiberias, Israel? So guess where I live? (laughs) On the Sea of Galilee. (laughs) I always told God I was like Peter and I wanted to walk on water. And God said, "Vicky, if you'll step out of the boat, I'm going to let you walk on water. And I said, oh, God, I can't wait. But you know, I'm prophetic. So I said, you know, you don't have to be literal, God. I don't have to really go to the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> but uh, here I am living on the Sea of Galilee. And uh, it's been a, a fun time, but a difficult time because I live in a city that is Jewish and they don't speak English. You know, they speak Hebrew, so um, I'm learning shalom, manishma, ka, all these things. So I'm like, oh, wow, it's way outside of my realm of learning a new language. But they tell me if you're my age and you start to learn a new language, that it improves your ability to think and, and your memory, and you won't get Alzheimer's. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe, if that'll, maybe that'll help. So I try. Um, so... I wanted to share some things with you, but that's a little bit about who I am. We're still in Israel. We'll be there a year, maybe two years more, and then we'll move back to Texas, maybe. <laughs> now that I'm not in Texas anymore, I, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go back. You know, I don't know if I want to go back to the rat race, um, to the consumerism and the materialism uh, that's in America. I like living in a little small apartment. I like... Uh, Walking, I love having my Shabbat Sabbath day, where I don't clean. Everything is closed. I can't even use an ATM machine. I can't get gas. I can't go to the grocery. I can't do anything. So that means you rest that day because you can go nowhere, you know. <laughs> <sighs> and I am convinced. And I was sharing this morning with the people I was staying with. I said the problem with Korea is y'all have no Shabbat. We have no Sabbath. Um, no, no time to rest. It it's what calibrates your battery it, it it it's what allows yourself to take you know can you imagine living a life without sleeping you know just li- staying awake 24 hours a day it does you don't function well and God said you don't function seven days a week very well if you're going all day seven days a week his design was he rested on the seventh day and it wasn't because he was tired you know because he never tires right Never slumbers nor sleeps, but he's rested on the seventh day. And he said, you need to rest. And, and we listen to the other commandments of the Ten Commandments. Do not murder. You know, we believe that one. Honor your mother and father, we believe that one. We believe all these commandments, but we, we forget the one that says, obey the Sabbath and keep it holy. We don't, it doesn't apply to us in our busy world. But I promise you, if you ever adopt a habit of keeping a Sabbath, it will change your life. My husband and I, we're not sure why, how we're going to do it, in America, whether it will be a Saturday or a Sunday, that we take off the day. But we're going to take off one day a week because we found out that we get more done in the other six days. We feel better. Our blood pressure goes down. We're healthier. Okay? We have more fun. We smile more. And we get more work done. And we have be- better eating. We, I mean, it's like everything is better for six days when we rest during the one. So um, that's what we do. Um, <coughs> I have a great teaching, I'm gonna share in a few minutes. But I have to tell you, today's a special day for me. Today's December 4th, 2009. I'm gonna see if I can not gonna to cry. <laughs> um, today is my daughter's birthday. And I know that doesn't seem like a sad day, but it's not a sad day, but she's thirty years old today. And I'm thinking oh, my gosh, I have a 30-year-old daughter. That means I i think I'm 30, you see. I mean, I'm, I'm around Louie and all these passionate people, and it's hard for me to think that my daughter's 30 when I really think, like, I'm not much more than 30, so how did that happen? And um, I keep, you know, looking at myself in the mirror thinking, how did, how did my hair get gray, and how did I get these wrinkles on my face? I know I'm just 30, <laughs> but... Uh, because I'm around so many young people. So I, uh, but today, I didn't buy her a gift. I didn't know what to get her. I'd asked, she says, Mom, I need nothing. And it's true, she needs nothing. She's married uh, in Houston, Texas. Happily married, loves Jesus, active in a church, on her worship team, goes to Bible study, has a great job, dot, dot, dot. Okay, wonderful, wonderful gal, wonderful life. So today, I thought, well, you know, I think since I'm not with her today, I'm just going to write her a letter. And uh, dear Amy, her name is Amy. Dear Amy, um, sorry I'm not with you today. Really love you. Um, Wish I could be with you. I'm really proud of you. And I just began to share some things. And then I remembered today being her birthday, I do what I've done for the last 29 years for her. And that is I tell her her birthday story. Now, I don't know why I started doing this or how this happened, but uh, I started when they were real little on their birthday. I would tell them about the day they were born. And uh, now you would not tell the same thing to a 2-year-old or a 5-year-old or a 15-year-old or a 25-year-old, right? But I started when they were little, and I would say, Oh, your mommy and daddy prayed for you, and today's your birthday, and you're God's gift to us. And then when they get a little bit bigger, I say, Oh, you see, you know, when mommy has a big tummy, you know, that was because you were in my tummy and we prayed and out you came and that's what happened on your birthday, you know. A little bit later, I would tell them, You know, your name is Amy and the reason we came up with that name is this and the reason we named your middle name this and this is what your names mean. And they were always curious. By the time they got, you know, six, seven, eight years old, my two daughters, I also have a younger daughter. They ask questions. What did, Mom, did you eat on my birthday? What did you eat? You know, they want to know what I ate. <laughs> was dad there? Did he watch the whole thing? You know? Where was grandma? Where was grandpa? Where were they? Well, where were they during this time? You know? When the younger one was born, she said, well, what happened to Amy on the day that I was born? She wanted to know. What happened to Amy that day? They ask questions. When they got to be a little bit older, they kind of figured out that, okay, mom just didn't just pray and get this big stomach, so how did that work? <laughs> and, uh, oh, and not, not a lot of details there, but we, we basically you know said, you know, hey, these are the kinds of things that happen. So each year, we would just say, share a little bit different. When I got to college, I thought, okay, they're grown up now, they're independent, they don't want a lot of phone calls, they don't want a lot of interaction, they just want money. So we'll just... <laughs> kind of lay low, call them on their birthday. Hey, how are you doing? Happy birthday. Did you get my gift in the mail? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. on about ready to hang up. Mom? I mean, just because I'm in college, aren't you going to tell me my birthday story? Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I would tell them a little bit about the day they were born. Something different. Something may be the same, but something about that day they were born. Um, And then I remember my daughter got married when Amy got married five years ago. And she said, you know, today's my birthday, Scott, but uh, your mom's going to call and wish me happy birthday. He said, great. He said, well, that'd be good for you. And he goes, yeah, she's going to tell you my birthday story. And he goes, what's that? Well, she's going to tell me about the day that I was born. And uh, he goes, you're kidding me. Well, that's kind of cheesy. I mean, what is? What, what is she going to do that for? Well, I kind of like hearing the day about the day I was born. That's okay, you know. So, so uh, I called her when she was married, told her something about the day she was born and what a special day it was. And uh, later on, Scott said, "Well, did your mother tell your birthday story?" She goes, "She did." Well, what did she say? <laughs> well, I want to know what she said. What happened? Well, oh, she says, well, do you know what happened the day you were born? He goes, no, I didn't know nothing about it. I never heard anything about the day I was born. She goes, well, I know everything about the day I was born. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But so today when I was writing my daughter, my daughter got pregnant this summer. She had had a, has a syndrome that makes it very difficult. Uh, it's the number one cause for infertility. And so when she was pregnant in the summer, we were just absolutely ecstatic. Amy got pregnant. Amy got pregnant. We were just so thrilled. I went home in September. Uh, I was home for one day in in the U.S. Actually, went home for passion, but I was in Austin for one day, and I get a phone call from the doctor's office, and Amy's sobbing on the other line. She had miscarried. And... um, she couldn't talk. I said, Scott, do you, don't, do you want me to drive to Houston? He goes, yeah, soon. Like, like you can come now. <laughs> so fortunately, I was in America. I was able to go and be with him. It was a special time. And she said, okay, I, I, I'm too nervous. Mom, I don't want to have kids. I'm never going to do this again. I said, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can try it again. You know, the doctor said starting in 2010, sometimes she can start working on getting pregnant again. So today, when I was writing our birthday story, I said, "By the way, I know i 've mentioned it before, but I miscarried my first pregnancy, Amy, and lost that child and After many months, the doctor finally concluded that I could not have children, and it was a hard time for your dad and I to know that we couldn 't have children. So we turned to the Lord and we prayed and asked God for a child. <laughs> and so when you came <laughs> december 4th of 1979 it was a special day god gave us the desire of our heart and god brought to us a child and made our life more complete and you've not disappointed us and i know many people in this children in this world are born who aren't wanted, who aren't cared for, who aren't protected, who aren't loved. And I said, But Amy, you're not one of those, because you were loved. And I just want to tell you, you're 30 and your 30s is the greatest time of life. And I encouraged her, and I blessed her. And I wrote out a prayer for her today. And I sat on this couch in these friends' home today here in Seoul and cried and cried and cried (laughs) because I thought, not that I miss her, but I just thought how precious it is to have a child, how precious it is to have a son or a daughter. And um, that's what I did today. I wrote my daughter a birthday letter. And um, I felt like while I was sitting there I thought you know I've got a really great teaching and I could spend about two hours teaching it tonight but the Lord said Vicki I want you to stop and tell him the story and I know that uh, it was really great that we heard about the father heart of God and I think understanding the father heart of God is so important for us but I stand before you today as a mother as a mom You all have one of those. Some of you knew your mom really well. Some of you maybe were adopted. But I want to tell you, one of the most special days in your mother's life was the day you were born. And I know in Asian culture, many times moms don't say that. Many times they don't stop and say, you are special. You are wonderful. You changed my life the day you were born. I became a different human being when you came into my life. When you entered earth and when I gave birth to you, I was never the same again. And I'm here to say I'm sorry on behalf of other mothers who don't have a chance to say to their children every year what a grand day that day was, the day of your birthday the day that you were born. Because many of your moms don't know how to do that. Don't know how to share that. Don't know what to say about that. So if you would just let me stand here today and say as a mom, wow, just as I would say to Amy, you are so special. You changed my life. that morning you were born, the day you came on this earth, was a day like none other. It was a day that I experienced great pain, but it was a day that I could not keep a smile off my face, that nothing could happen, nothing that would happen to change the joy that you would bring me that day the pleasure that would come from watching you grow up. And although many of our mothers don't share the love and the support with you that they should, let me assure you, you changed their lives in a good way. In a good way. And your mom, perhaps because of her culture or her background or her pain or the way she was raised, doesn't stop and say I love you unconditionally no matter what doesn't I told Amy at the end of my letter by the way Amy when you're looking for another job let me write your resume <laughs> because I can convince anybody to give you any job I believe I believe in you more than any other person believes in you and I know she'll laugh because one time when she was looking for a job, she said, I don't know how to write a resume. I said, well, send me what you have. So I rewrote it, sent it back. She goes, Mother, this sounds like you wrote it. And I go, <laughs> if I give it to my employer, they'll say, what, did you, what happened? Your mother wrote this? And I go, yeah. <laughs> you know." But uh, you know, I, I need you to understand that just like the Father has a heart for you, Part of our father, God, has a mother's heart for you. (laughs) Okay. He has a mother's heart that cares and nurtures and loves and accepts and forgives. And and I just want you to just know today, um, even though you may not be 30 on December 4th of 2009, that God would say, wow. What a great day it was, the day you entered the earth. When his hand, the Father's hand was upon you, that day, the day you were born, and he has not left his hand and his presence from you for a moment, for a day. He's been with you and watched over you. And and that just like I would want to write a resume for my daughter. God is writing a resume for each of you that tells all of your strengths, all of your gifts, and how fantastic and great and talented you are, and what a fool would not want to give you a job, to marry you, to love you, to care for you, and to open wide the doors for you. And that's what God does for us. He writes those resumes in our heart. And I'm convinced that my children today are confident and bold in their walk with God and in who they are in Christ because they knew from the time they were one-year-old they were wanted, prayed for, loved, and every year they got to be reminded that the very most special day of their lives so was the day they entered the world. And... Um, I don't know what your birthdays were, but I'm telling you, it was a grand day, the day you came. No other day was like it. It's your special time, your special day. And um, we're going to sing a song. Thanks to John who knows this song. I knew the title, I just don't remember all the words, so he knew the words. Uh, And we're going to sing the first verse, and then we'll just let him sing some to us. But I just want us to grasp not only the father's heart, but the mother heart of God that just, as I just wept all day over my little, she's not little, she's a lot bigger than me. (laughs) Oh, like a lot. She's like three and a half, four inches taller than me. Um, But as as I just wept over Amy and just, you know, because I just love her, you know, there's no other reason than she's just, just my daughter. Amen.
1: together. I have a father. He knows my name. I have a father. falls in His hands, He knows, He knows my name, He knows my every thought. when i call he knows my name You now have to close your eyes and listen to what the Father is singing over you. To listen to the Father's heart for you. I am your Father. I know your name. Or even time began your life was in my hands I know you your name Oh, your
0: Father, we thank you. We thank you for your heart for us. Father, tonight we sang a lot of songs about how much we love you. But Lord, I know that you love us even more. So Father, thank you for celebrating our birthdays. Thank you for our moms and our dads. Father, we thank you for the words they don't say. Father, we ask that you heal the wounds in our heart and that you feel the lack in our life. For every mom, for every dad who didn't say the right things. Father, I thank you that you override it with your spirit and the words of your spirit and you speak to the very depths of our heart.
1: And you say you love us.
0: I marvel that you know my name. And Father, you know every name here, of every person here. Father, thank you for writing our resumes. Father, I ask that you would allow each person to see the resume that you've written on them. Father, what would you say about us? Father, we tend to judge ourselves. We've allowed others to bring judgment against us. Father, forgive us. For we've allowed others to determine who we are instead of you oh God would you come and tell us who we are would you come and be our dad would you come and be our mom would you tell us our birthday story would you fill up those holes in our life, oh God Thank you for knowing us by name. We love you, God. We really do. And we thank you that when we serve and give, it's because you have served and loved and given to us first. You first loved us. Hashem
1: Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen.